<laughs> anyway, I want to thank Commissioner Gary Batman and for being here as well. And uh, at the risk of stating the obvious here, it's a pretty good time to be in a sports fan. <laughs> or to listen to Just Trippin'. Anyway. We welcome, tried. Welcome back to the Just Chirpin' Podcast, the show that talks about hockey, life, and everything in between. This is Epi 58, and we are finally back after a week's-long break. Boy, you sure are Ooh. chipper. Wow. I had to fire all that in there. Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, Chris, we kicked both Brent and Jay off the show. We finally got our way. We're taking it over here. Indefinitely. We took last week off. Um, I ended up coming down with a 24-hour flu and was bedridden for the day. And um, to, to, you know, for for me not really knowing any better, I thought you and Jay would have put a show together. That would have been more awkward than that pause right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think much could be, it could be much more awkward than that pause right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we apologize for being uh, delayed and in, in getting an episode out there. I know that the five people that listen to us regularly um, reached out to find out um, if it, where we're at and what we're doing. So we apologize for the delay. And things are probably going to get shaken up like that as we're approaching summer. Um, so we'll bring the show to you as often as we can. And with as many of us as we can. With as many of us as we can. Things are still a little up in the air with Brent and, and uh, the new dog and, and some trials and tribulations with him on that. And, and Jay uh, tonight, in all seriousness, had a, a little bit of a family event to take care of. Um, not take care of, I should say, a family event to go to. So. You, they get another suite at the Griffins game. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic that you say that. They do have a little something going on at uh, the um, at the Van Andel, but I think they're uh, watching a speaker of sorts. It might be a pastor oh, cool. or something like that. I can't recall who or what it was. So, um, yeah. yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, but we got a special guest, Buzz Lightyear. What's up, Kason? You got to get close and say hi. What do you need? <laughs> You're gonna get something for me. Okay, cool. Why don't you go upstairs so that we can finish recording the show? Okay. We'll we'll do that. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna get back to it. <laughs> Commercial interruptions are brought to you in part by Kason. No. <laughs> Pirani's Hockey World, the play store for the hockey player, and also Heiser's Disc Golf and Glass Accessories Store. Uh, Heiser's Glass Emporium. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a, a little, also a little bit of a weird night. Danelle, um, Danelle didn't uh, have a dance class tonight, and uh, both uh, my wife and and son are at home with uh, with me. And uh, Chris's refrigerator broke; otherwise, we would have been recording at Chris's. So we're we're back at the Just Chirping Studios in the basement here at the Speakeasy. Yeah, I felt a little. Uh not wanting to uh, have guests over right now while um, there was no fridge working and stuff, even though it's not like it really would have mattered too much. But. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. This is fine. We we can do it. We'll, we'll work through it. It's, uh, it's better than not coming um, out with anything uh, this week, and that was one thing Jay um, had expressed that we need to come up with something. So um, we, we both tried to grab a couple of people to sit in with us, but apparently nobody's interested in uh, joining the show. And I, I mean, 
Last time I checked the inbox, I haven't gotten a message from anybody other than the fact that Dinda said that he wanted to jump in on trivia next time. So <laughs> maybe we can give Dinda a phone call for trivia uh, next week. I'll run it by Jay and see if it's cool. We'll see what goes on with that. That'd be pretty it'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll see. For sure. Trivia. So should we get into some uh, hard-hitting um uh, I don't know about the news stuff. Hard hitting stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> I think this worked out better when you could uh, just put your kid up in front of the TV and let him sit up there before bedtime. Uh, I'm teetering on sending the wife a text message saying, "You got to get him on it." You're. Uh, he's just trying to show off his Pokemon cards to you, right? Of now. course, but he's he's all he's spread it all over my uh, my uh, show outline, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Any idea, <laughs> Chris? <Nope. laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Oh, we no, can talk about some... Pokemon. I'll pass on that. All right, sorry. sorry, Case. Chris doesn't want to talk about Pokemon. Here, don't forget this sheet. Take it up with you. Oh, thank you, sir. All right, great. So there was um, some breaking news that came out today. Breaking news? Oh, do, do we have a breaking news button? We do not. Oh. Should we make one? I don't know. If You, you, you want to hit a button quick and see what Just it does. Just any button? Yeah, sure. Why not? Hold on, I gotta go back to the freaking. This is what happens when we're left alone. No, this was the big. No Brent watching <laughs> over us. No Jay watching over us. It kind of sounds a little bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, the much beloved and longtime staple of Grand Rapids. Yes. Uh, the Deltaplex Arena is going to be shutting down. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was formerly the um. The, the Grand Rapids uh, Stadium Arena, and it housed uh, local skates, um, youth hockey programs, and the Grand Rapids Owls played out of there. Um, and then, uh, oh boy, I can't remember what the team was called before that. I believe that was in the 1950s and 60s. Um, hmm. Rockets, maybe. Did the Hoops play there back um, in the day? The or hoop, were they downtown? The Hoops played at the Van Andel. Um and I, I don't know if they played anywhere else beforehand, but the Delta Plex would definitely be the spot for them to have played beforehand. Yeah, they, uh, the uh, Grand Rapids Bearcats played out of the Delta Plex, and so in, in during our childhood or or oh, okay, you know, so they were there. Well, I think I was probably. 12 or 13 years old when Did they make when it they more played. than one season they, like your poster they says. may have only made it that one oh. season <laughs> it could have been two seasons but they were the uh the old nahl and it was um like uh junior junior a hockey but it basically was just a bunch of kids out there uh. pounding knobs on each other and then there was a few lo- local um hockey associations that skated out of that barn so i did a lot of referee in there um the uh so, do you want to get into the details of Joel Langloy and the sale of it? And oh, I didn't know there was a okay. sale or anything. I was just gonna say that I remember going there growing up for the Shriner Circus oh, in yeah. town. They would have that there, and yeah. then I went to like a pet expo, probably a decade ago or something. So they had that the whole expo wing off to the side. Mm-hmm. If they weren't using the whole main concourse, but many a concerts out of there, uh, the Grand Rapids Drive, uh, followed by the Grand Rapids Gold basketball teams have played out of there. So I wonder where I had elephant rides. They had elephant I, rides there, and not the type that you know from college um, in the fraternity, but the, <laughs> or that was an elephant walk. Um, <laughs> what? No, in uh, that side area there, along with a bunch of clowns and stuff. So that. 
I thought I was cool, but now looking back, it's kind of creepy. Um, my dad was in the Mason, so he knew a lot of the Shriners who were the actual clowns like in Grand Rapids for it and stuff. So I thought it was cool that I knew who like Bobby Bozo or whatever, you know, was <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, now looking back, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> So I I was able to catch uh, the the breaking I guess it wasn't like na- like big breaking news but it was breaking news um, around the the twelve o'clock one o'clock um, news cycle today and uh, Joel Langloy had uh, agreed to a sale with uh, the Visser uh, Brothers uh, con- building company or uh, contracting company okay um, and I can't remember the the number. Uh, the dollar amount, of course, of what it went for, but it is scheduled to close on July 31st. So, um, I'm I'm sure they're getting through a handful of those uh, scheduling things. Yeah, I think their last thing is on January 8th, as of now. So, there's a couple more concerts and stuff that you can go ahead and try to check it out if you want to go see that wonderful building before that wonderful big tan and green building i wonder what they're going to turn it into probably a parking lot or something probably it's a very odd spot to have a excuse me to have a um stadium or an arena or something other than like the easy ish highway access there's really you know nothing around you can't make a night of it by hanging out and around there yeah the nearest thing you've got is alpine and you're not in like um a walkable section of alpine to no, to, really. to get to like a restaurant to to go you've got you you got a straight shot across the street to the Meyer on alpine and that's about it and then <laughs> you got west river drive so you could go to um Vitaly's not a sponsor yet, but you could go to Vitaly's if you want to drive three miles north. I don't think it's quite that far, but you know we'll over exaggerate a little bit. But so they somebody did buy it then, so it's not like he so, but no redevelopment or next use plans have been revealed yet. To my knowledge, no no redevelopment or any news. I didn't know there was an actual sale. I had just heard that. He said they were shutting down. They're closed, right? Yeah. Yep. They and they did blame a lot of it on the, um, and this could be from the new buyers too, for that matter, that just wanted the property and wanted to do something different with it. They're down the road. They have um, like on that little industrial drive that, um, gosh, it's uh, Turner, is it or mm-hmm. Scribner or Turner, whatever road that the Deltaplex faces. I can't think of it. That takes you to to the Ann Street. Well, right. Ann Street. Is it Ann Street? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there there's a whole bunch of new newer buildings in there like an industrial park um like route. Uh so I don't know, you know, maybe Visser is going to move their headquarters to that spot. I wonder if it's uh, growing. set for um apartment development because that's not a bad spot. That's almost like York Creek. If right. people are familiar with Alpine, you know, where it's at in relation to Walmart there, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the same thing there. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing, only it's a few miles uh, to the south of um, of uh, the York Creek is, uh, apartment area. Who knows? I'm just mad, um, or I guess I'm happy, uh, although I never went there, so I don't really... They're $10 parking. I never understood that. Yeah. yeah you own an entire parking lot and you got to charge that kind of money. It's not like private. It's directly to the building. Mm-hmm. Oh. Still cheaper Make than parking money. anywhere downtown for That's a Griffins true. game. That is true. And a bit easier access. Yeah. Let's keep it in Grand Rapids. What else you got? Uh, 
I don't know who the rankings were from, actually. I should have looked this up. I just seen in passing that Grand Rapids has the number one um, school, high school in the state. The number one high school in the state. Okay, let, let me guess. In the state of Michigan, number one high school, and it's right here in Grand Rapids? Yes. I got nothing. They're all fantastic schools. <laughs> Are you talking Grand Rapids public or the Grand Rapids metro area? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Greenville. Greenville. That's my guess. The Greenville... I have no idea what their mascot is. <laughs> Shoot. The Yellow Jackets. Oh, right. No, this is actually um, Grand Rapids City High. Grand Rapids. Was, yeah, and that's a specialty school, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. and they, It's right over in my neighborhood after they took over the Creston building. So they used to have a City High, and now they have a City Middle, right? Or is it Middle and High? I think it's Middle and High. Okay. Because they're sharing such a big building. Did they also have a City High Middle prior to the move from Fuller to... Off the top of your head. I have no Sorry, idea. Sorry, I'm not. A, it's, I know. <laughs> it's like when you throw a curveball about hockey at me. Yeah. Okay. You're I, like, where is this coming from? I'm just curious because I noticed on the sign driving past the old Creston High School on my way to uh, Belknap that it said um, middle school on mm-hmm. there. I must have missed the high school part, but I was taken back by that. So, I mean, it, it's been relocated for a while. So, it is a mess. In my neighborhood, well, not in my neighborhood, but on Plainfield around three o'clock when they let out. Oh, yeah. Just avoid that at all costs. Yeah, folks. It, uh, dude, I've driven lots and lots of cars. Yeah. So and if, kids everywhere. If you're cruising enough to get your skate sharpened from Rich at True Edge or you're headed to Bell Nap at a, you know, to have uh, Matt or Pete sharpen your skates down there, avoid that area at 3 p.m. It was, is pretty cool, though, to see, especially a Grand Rapids, you know, a city, a city downtown school, right? or near downtown uh, Grand Rapids school be Being the top school in the state. like that. Yeah. That's fantastic. It, it, it gives a little glimmer of hope to the Creston and uh, Grand Rapids Central and Union High area that uh, a revitalization could happen. But we need that with our public schools. We need f- more funding to Grand Rapids public. Interesting you mentioned that because I got in an argument with someone over funding for Grand Rapids Public Schools. And my point was they already received plenty of money. He's like, no, they don't. They're all underfunded and they're crap schools. I'm paraphrasing. That was, that was somebody else's take on yes. it. Yep. And I was like, well, then how do they have, you know, at the time it was like the number one school in the area out of the state. I think it was like in the top five or top 10, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, how is the number one school in the area, a Grand Rapids public school when they don't have enough funding? Yeah. I'm like, are they taking this money from all these other kids? Because then, you know, that's a much bigger issue if they have all these resources that they're pulling from, you know, union or whatever else and right. stuff and funneling it to these the special school and that, that would be my first me thought. an asshole and then ended the conversation. Oh, so. that's too bad. But my first thought would be that, that they're allocating more to these schools that have these specialty things and, um, kids that, uh, have to test to get in. They're not just your general, I shouldn't say it this way, but for lack of a better way to say it, your general population mm-hmm. coming to the school and well, yeah, hey, if guess you what? go there, you want to be there. This and you're is, working for yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, 
and not just in Grand Rapids Public. You, I mean, schools across the state, schools across the nation. To be a little more broad, I don't think, generally speaking, kids want to go to school. You've got your niche kids that enjoy school and love everything there is to do. At once, want to get a four point Then you have students like me and Jay who just went there to hang out with our friends and and play hockey. Pop. <laughs> don't <mind>. say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a disaster. Speaking of disaster, um, did you know that on this date, back in 1865, the U.S. experienced its worst maritime disaster? Now, it's funny you say that because on April 13th, we celebrate, I shouldn't say celebrated, we mourn the uh, the anniversary of the Titanic sinking. True, true. But so that wasn't necessarily that's not all the about... Biggest? Um, no, the Titanic sinking wasn't necessarily um, a disaster. It was to help uh, get the Federal Reserve passed. They needed to get rid of some of the passengers that were on board. Oh, I have another funny one, too. What's that? Okay, so the Olympia, or was, yeah, it was, it's the Olympia, wasn't it? The and sister the, ship. The sister ship. Mm-hmm. So apparently there was some damage suffered to the Olympia in Harbor. And in order to collect insurance money, they swapped the nameplates of the Titanic and the Olympia and they shipped out the Olympia while leaving the the quote-unquote damaged Titanic in the Harbor. Interesting. Now, I that's that's just more of your <laughs> Yeah, so they say. <laughs> so, I don't know, but and and it's got to be true cuz I saw it on TikTok. Oh, yeah, that definitely makes it true. Just like all those uh, war stories from Ukraine, yeah, those are all true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're on the same level. So but tell me in, more. Yes, yeah. April 27th, 1865, the SS Sultania exploded and burned to the waterline while steaming north um, in the freezing Mississippi River near Memphis. So this was one of those, like, uh, steamships, obviously, um, that was designed to house or to carry 376 people. Some POWs from the Union Army were recently um, released from Andersonville and um, were in Vittsburg, and they were offering $5 per person to pay for passage for them. So the ship's captain loaded up 2,000 passengers, most of them POWs, to take take them up north. Um, Apparently around 2 a.m., the ship's boiler... Um, which had been hastily patched earlier on in the day, exploded, um, causing the ship to sink. So they estimated that around 1,800 people had perished during that, which I find kind of crazy. You wouldn't think that it'd still be ice waters, you know, down south like that outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. There wouldn't be ice water. You wouldn't consider ice waters in a a major league. Like even up here right now. Um, Especially not right now, no. I mean, the Grand ice is almost over in the in spots but you know it's all thin ice and it's moving so mm-hmm. um by and large especially by the time you get in town or some rapids that might be in there now maybe maybe it's cleared out and it's i've never seen the mississippi river so it's probably a, a well cleared out for all the because that goes out to sea yes it comes, comes all the in way from sea and out to sea or it's it, no it it, it goes out to sea yeah. yeah so yeah 1800 people around that estimate um, perished compared to the Titanic, which was just over 1,500. Wow. That's crazy. And that was 
what year again? Uh, 1865. 1865, and the Titanic was 18... 19... 1912. 1912. 1912. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So, why did the tr- why did the Titanic trump the... Um, because of the all the rich boat? people. Oh... Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. How about that for a factoid? I bet you didn't well, and also, know that. I think, um, if I remember right, the John Wilkes Booth was captured and killed like the day after. So that kind of took over the airwaves ah, or the yes. news waves back in that day. Okay. So uh, that's one good way to uh, bury a story or, you know, have a presidential assassin assassinated. Mm-hmm. Have have a president have, <laughs> have yeah, like no you said it was just funny the way you said it like, oh. it lend it lended to your um, tinfoil hat in your conspiracies <laughs> that, that you thrive on and nobody's here to tell you we can't have these conversations. That is true. Yeah. So one last little news piece. I don't know if you heard, but there was a cold case from Miami, Florida. That was solved. I think they made the announcement on December 30th of last year, so 2021, from a case that originated back in January, maybe, of 1966. So well over 50 years. Mm -hmm. So this was the disappearance of Danny Goldman. Um, He was at home. He was 17 years old, you know, living at home still with his parents. And a burglar came in around 4 a.m., tied him and his parents up, and demanded $10,000 cash from the father. He said he didn't have that money, um, but that he would try to get it or something. So the guy that broke in um, said that he was going to take Danny as, you know, kind of ransom or whatever to hold him and wanted $25,000 from him the next day and that he would call by 6 or 7 p.m. later that night with, like, instructions and stuff. So he wanted more money to have him overnight? Yes, because he had to take the kid instead of just walking out with the 10 grand in cash that he expected the guy well, to have. Well, 10 grand him. in cash is sitting around their house at that in that time. That'd be about a hundred, maybe $80,000 now. Yeah, God Because no. the 25000 is just over 200000 nowadays. Holy crap. Well, the... Boy's father was on the board of directors for a bank down there, um, Five Points Bank. So, you know, they must have assumed they had some money or something like that. I guess if you work at a bank, you got access to a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. No, that's exactly how it works, Chris. So police came and everything. I think the FBI, um, but the case never really went anywhere and you know there weren't a lot of leads the police did a little bit and stuff but it kind of turns out that as people were digging let me back up on that when his mother died you know many many years later uh a cousin or danny's cousin had gotten some paperwork or whatever and found a handwritten letter that his mom had wrote like you know just kind of showing her heartbreak and hoping that, you know, nobody would ever forget her son and stuff. And that, you know, that one day maybe the case could be solved. So by digging around some of his actual friends from, you know, way back then, um, he was 17. And I think the lead investigator who was six time, a six term mayor uh, of the town Surfside where this happened at, 
And then he was also an attorney. So kind of knew, you know, the right people. And um, some of his friends and who had also known Danny growing up were, you know, in the police department and stuff. So they started digging around and kind of uncovered some information about Danny's father testifying in a corruption charge against the mafia who was trying to purchase the bank that he had worked for and that he was on the board of directors for. So it turns out that Five Points Bank was being bought by Miami Bank, which was controlled by the, which was bought out earlier by the Teamsters Pension Fund, which used mafia money to traffic it and stuff. So, you know, they'd get in there, the mafia would buy these banks and then they'd be able to launder money around for not only themselves, but also the federal government. It always comes back around to Jimmy Hoffa. Actually, he is um, an associate of the uh, trafficant organization or mafia that well having there was a mafia group in tampa florida (laughs) nothing surprises me anymore especially in the 50s and 60s yeah um but there was connections to jimmy hoffa and all of that and stuff so it turns out that the murderer was george uh and then he was assisted in the capturing with joe um cacatori or something like that that's a hard name to say I didn't Italians it, or whatever. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Italian. These damn Italians, I'll <laughs> tell you. My goodness. Just kidding. If you're Italian, we love you. So it turns out that from some of the description that the mother and father gave that the person that had tied up and took um, Danny was actually had a limp and stuff, which was a key detail. Mm. And they ended up finding a glove. Oh, this sounds familiar. I, I saw the OJ Simpson case. I see what's <laughs> going on here. He's long dead. Um, no, OJ's still found, alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found a rubber glove, and then they also were able to match or lift some fingerprints, which they could never match up to anything. But after digging around, finding out the connections with the mafia and the trial against the bank, or, you know, trying to stop the corruption and stuff, um, they kind of got a list of associates and started to run the fingerprints against known people before this was stopped because of the connections that the local or the mafia had to the local police department. So that's why it never went too far, but they got a, uh, not 100% match. And I don't know if you can actually get 100% matches on fingerprints, but enough to reasonably suspect or reasonably assume that this was from the same, um, person from this George guy. So started looking into him Turns out he did have a um, limp and stuff. And then that rubber glove that he, they found on the c- crime scene was, <laughs> you could only find, it was only used in one hospital in the entire United States at that time. And it was in New York City, some How like community clinic or something. And a special rubber or something. It came from Canada and that type of glove was only used in one clinic oh my. in the entire U.S., so they traced it back and found out that during that time he was a patient there or would use the services of the clinic and stuff. So he had access to those gloves and then looking at, I don't know if it was flight logs or something like that or taxi or something, but they were able to put him down in the Miami area, you know, the week of the, um, kidnapping and stuff. So upon interviewing other people, because these guys are long dead, others confirmed that they had in fact taken Danny, um, kept him I think overnight and then took him out into the Gulf of Mexico, um, killed him, dismembered him, and then let a, 
parted him out to sea. Oh my god. So at least it's been solved now, and it, it's kind of cool that it's you know like people that remembered him growing up and stuff. Yeah, have a so. little bit of closure mm-hmm. with it. Well, that I mean that's a nice thing to come out of it. But the whole all those events is that it's just horrible. My God, but nice that even even though it's been so long removed from the actual crime that um, people are still working on these forensic cases and using new technology. And it was kind of by the persistence, actually, of the friends because it had already been, you know, in cold case and then it was moved to inactive. So he didn't even show up as a missing person. Okay. Once they started to dig in, I think it was maybe five years ago. Really? That they started digging in. Wow. Maybe a little longer, but five to eight years. What a cool story. So that's awesome. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Thanks for pulling that one out. (laughs) My gosh. Speaking of pulling things out, you want to pull out an ad read, or should I just move into the next topic? Just go. <laughs> no, you got to read an ad. I was no, flipping through. Don't my, read that uh, one. I was flipping through my notes here, and right when you said <laughs> pull one out, um, pen fifteen showed up written on a piece of paper. No, so. Chris, do not pull your penis out. It's just you and me down here. <laughs> I told you, if you don't talk about it, it's not weird. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Are we taking a bathroom break or are you going to read uh, nope, something? No, I, I just was trying to figure out how to segue that and not be considered as, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Fuck let's it. just go on. Fuck <laughs> it. We'll get to this later. <laughs> Who's next? We haven't talked about, you already talked about Piranis and um, and and what's his face? You brought Heiser. up True Edge. Skate sharpening and detail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, Rich, for your sponsorship and be sure to go check out Rich at True Edge, skate sharpening and detailing, uh, located on Plainfield Avenue, about uh, two miles north of Belknap Ice Arena. Not a sponsor yet. Damn. No, they I are. Should, I should be an ad guy. No, True Edge is, uh, yeah. Belknap isn't. Oh. Yeah, that's not going to I'll have to talk to Pete about that. Okay, so um, we got some hockey news to get to, and... Chris brought well, this up. is going to be entertaining. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see here. I was going to pull up that, but I have a brush of text messages. Um, here we are. Okay, so Chris brought up uh, some local hockey news that's pretty interesting. Um, Rockford native Mitchell Chaffee has been called up to the NHL. Um, this, co- this news comes out of St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, uh, Mitchell is being called up to the Minnesota Wild in lieu of who did they who did they drop? I just came across it earlier. Damn it, Chris! That's all your fault. That's all on you, man. Yeah, I'm not taking the fall on this one. No. Oh, here it is. Uh, Marcus Foligno. He's out of the lineup, so they brought up Mitchell Chaffee to uh, take his spot and. Um, he start, had his first game. Was this today that this came out? Let's uh, see, April nineteenth. Okay, so he had his first game on Tuesday against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, a little background on and Chaffee. He left home at sixteen years old to play um, for the Honey Baked Ham um, Hockey Club in Detroit. He also played uh, two seasons with the former Michigan Nationals, and he played a couple of years in the ushl for bloomington in indiana and then also fargo north 
uh, North Dakota, uh, and this all before heading to UMass, where he played C, uh, C seasons, three seasons uh, for the University of Massachusetts. So um, way to go, Mitchell Chaffee, and uh, good luck in your endeavors in the big leagues. I wonder if he is any relation to Roger B. Chaffee. Gotta be. Gotta be. Coming from Rockford, you know, all the money that's up there. Uh, Yeah, gotta be. No, I'm just joking. I have no idea. That's kind of a dick thing to say uh, (laughs) that, you know, he's going to, that he grew up living off from the uh, wrongful death or whatever payments from his potential grandpa or great grandpa or something i so. was unaware of the wrongful death part well, of all of that so i the have spaceship do... blew up on pre-launch oh well i do apologize. So he never made it up into space he is an astronaut but he never made it up into space. okay well i apologize for being um ignorant to that and and, and also I, take I, all that I, back. I don't think our late psychology teacher from high school would take you too kindly of you being mean to his Uncle or cousin? Oh, not a big deal. So, yeah. Toss someone out there. All yeah. right. Well, that news is brought to you by um, Wood TV 8, just to, you know, clear Yeah, so if it turns out and we're completely wrong and he came from Rockford, Illinois, uh, is his hometown, <laughs> it's because Wood TV edited out <laughs> Illinois. So take it up with, uh, what's his name? Susan, um, uh, uh, Brian Sterling or Susan Jiha, formerly of Wood TV 8. <laughs> Either one. Either way. Either way, it's bad. Okay, speaking of bad, let's talk about some bad boys on the ice, uh, our enforcers, the the long, long-forgotten long enforcers of the National Hockey League or professional hockey um, uh, by and large. So there's a, uh, a new, quote-unquote, quote, Ice Wars League uh, coming, coming to you soon. It will pit NHL for- enforcers against each other in bouts and um the league will debut (laughs) i'm just going to read the article and this comes from uh the inside hook um the league will debut with an eight man king of the ring excuse me king of the rink heavyweight tournament on may 21st so mark your calendars it's right around the corner um, the article goes in to talk about 15 uh, years ago in 0607, the National Hockey League um, fans would uh, routinely go to f- uh, fights and hockey games would break her, out, her, her, you know, her. Uh, yeah, that, that old joke. Um, and it was also featured in the movie, uh, the second uh, rendition of the Goon movie, um, where there was uh, an, an ice rink that was just showcasing two enforcers that would basically have a boxing match and all their hockey equipment. Interesting that they said that during that year or whatever, um, 39% of the games had some type of fight. Yeah. Yep. Right around there, 39, maybe it, 38, something. It was uh, 31.2% oh, would feature uh, one fighting major. And that was out of, uh, let's see, truth back in. 384 games in that season it had 31.2% featuring it at least one fighting major so there's so probably more than that who's the uh, genius that came up with this oh I'm glad you asked because <laughs> so this was founded by uh, the one and only uh, AJ Gallant wait wait who <laughs> did I say uh, Gallante or is it Gallant I can't remember Gallante. I think Gallant. it's Gallante <laughs> another Italian name that we can't pronounce um, so uh, you'll, also with mafia connections, <laughs> you will recall him with his mafia co- connections and also being the youngest um, team 
owner manager of uh the Danbury Trashers who we talked about uh in the beginning the middle of last summer so he's it's come uh, full circle he but, finally he's finally getting what he probably should that's have exactly what done. he wanted yeah. yes yeah. so and also the article said it's going to feature uh current professional hockey players so Chris and I had talked about this in the pre-notes of the show and um you make us sound so professional we tried to be professional when uh jay and brent are not with us because we are two professional cats and we are the glue that holds this shit show on the rails <laughs> but they uh i highly doubt they are grabbing any current paid professional hockey players um i don't think their their uh ownership rights are gonna say yeah by all means go out there and uh beat the shit out of one another for you know, $5,000. I feel like it could be a draw, but yeah, to jeopardize, even if it was like a million dollar purse, you know, I would assume that most of these guys are to be able to get a million dollar purse for I, a fight. You're going to be well high. paid over right. millions upon millions of dollars for your contract. So you'd have to be, I don't paid. know why you'd want to be jeopardizing that. Well, and we're talking that the national hockey league doesn't have much for enforcers anyway of, of this caliber that would be fighting these heavyweights. All of these guys have retired or have, have been uh, uh, expunged from the league. So really, I don't know where the talent's coming from. Maybe they're going to grab some of these guys like George LaRock and how maybe we'll see uh, Paul Bissonette out there. He might be like a, a middleweight, compared to some of these big boys. <laughs> uh, but moving on from that, um, a little bit of... So last week, obviously, we didn't have the show, but um, it was on my notes to talk about um, the the um, the you know the new, new news about the firing of Al Sabatka from uh, the Detroit Red Wings organization, the uh, longtime... Um, Zamboni driver. Uh, so some more, we Ooh, mentioned it a few weeks ago. Do tell. I knew there had to be something going on. So obviously we knew that there, it was a, a prompt firing and, and there wasn't a whole lot of details that came out of it. Well, everything's been broke. Um, somebody saw Al um, relieve himself in a puddle drain that, um, you know, takes water uh, out of the, the, you know, snow and ice out of the Zamboni. No, well, not ice. Did but you tell him just to pull it out? So uh, it wasn't me. I would have been <laughs> fine with that. I mean, shit, you got to go. You got to go. But um, apparently the the uh, elderly gentleman has a, you know, a lot of health issues uh, regarding being old <laughs> you gotta go every five minutes you, you gotta go seven or eight times through the night i mean if brent was here he could definitely attest to all of this um so he had to go potty and thought it would be a wise idea just to piss in the drain um opposed to walking the two three hundred yards to the nearest restroom and some fucking karen or kyle decided that he needed to um or she or he needed to uh, whistle blow on this. They needed to whistle blow and um, promptly got him fired, which I'm really surprised that they didn't discuss this. But uh, the, um, the uh, I guess, would he be the, the plaintiff yes, in this suit? Yes, he's suing the Red Wings So he's suing the Red Wings organization uh, for, what, wrongful termination? Mm-hmm. So a wrongful termination and like medical discrimination. Or yes. Something. Yes. Very good angle. So at the very least, very he's going to settle one yeah, way or so another. He's going to get paid. But he said he wanted to get his job back. So, you know, in the report here, 
uh, from ESPN News. He was um, saying that he would uh, definitely love to, to come back and, and carry on his uh, position as Zamboni driver and octopus twister. Um, and uh, Sabaka is uh, 68 years old, so um, he's probably at their retirement age. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys that uh, that get old, they do some moonlighting jobs and, God willing, when I'm an old man and I can no longer swing a hammer or play hockey worth a damn, I want to learn to drive the Zamboni. It's a good life goal right there. So, um, and Just start clo- pissing a drain. <laughs> well, I definitely will piss in a drain. If there's a drain there, I'm going to piss in it. Um, I'm just going to make sure that the door is closed and nobody can see me. Um, Someplace where there is a bathroom, so you don't need to do that, is on your game pro shop, your place for skate detailing, tape, accessories, and Zamboni driving lessons. <laughs> just kidding. We cannot advocate the Zamboni driving lessons, although I do have our you know uh, past show uh, guest, uh, Zach Felt, is uh, one of the, the rink managers over there, so I'm sure that if you sweet talk him and bring him a pile of beer, maybe he'll give you a crash course on driving that Zam. Let them know that just chirping sent you. <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, so um, our last little topic to discuss this evening. We have um, we are embarking on the the start of the 2020 playoffs. Uh, the wow, I might actually watch some hockey now. <laughs> there, I know this is the best time. Will be the best time to watch hockey, and when it means something, it's a little bit easier to watch the games and stuff opposed to putting on a movie or watching SpongeBob with your kid. Um, nope, it's daddy's turn. We're going to watch hockey. So the NHL regular season ends uh, this Friday, April 29th. I'm pretty sure this episode will be out by then. Um, and the first round of the playoffs begins Monday, May 2nd. We pretty much have the um, playoff picture figured out with the exception of some wild card um, draws where point standings are really tight between Nashville, Dallas, and Vegas. So um, I went back and I reviewed our playoff picks and I'm not going to bother going into like who's in and who's out. Obviously, if you want that information and you listen to the show and you're an avid hockey fan or player, you, you, probably you know, know, you already know. So uh, we're just going to go through the list on um, correct answers. So uh, in October, one show we we towards the end of the show, we picked our Western Conference favorites as a projection of who's going to be in the playoffs. And then the following show, uh, episode 31 or 32 and 33, if you want to listen back, you can hear us talk about what teams we think are going to go in. So uh, bringing up the bottom of the pack, we have Chris with eight correct selections for this year's playoff. That's actually, uh, I'm impressed with myself, especially based on just the pure fact that it was cities that I've either been to or want to go to. Well, and that that was for the the East Coast, you know, the West Coast, you're just kind of throwing out whatever. That is true. Now, I haven't been out to the West Coast very much. Now, Brent Brenton and I tied. We tied for 9 right now, potentially 10, depending on if Dallas gets in um or not. So, if Dallas both gets in, um, we get 10. If not, we stay at nine. Um, and then the winner, this is probably the most shocking of all, actually, over you picking based on 
you know, beautiful places to hang out and whether or not they have a cannon that fires off um, after a goal scored. Uh, Jay, who plays hockey but knows nothing about hockey and probably picked his selections based on jersey color and logo, um, has uh, 11 right now with a potential of 12 if Dallas gets in. I don't even think he was paying attention or Vegas picks. I don't think so either. But um, so, yeah, so Jay's the winner, winner, chicken dinner, um, which means uh, I, we we had a bottle of booze on the line for. Oh, we did? Yeah. So it was, we were all gambling a bottle of booze when we discussed this. I don't remember this. Okay. Well, I, if you ever listen to any of these podcast shows that we're doing, you yeah, know. You said it was episode 32 and 33. That's 32 long, and 33. Yeah. yeah a it was long a long time, time ago. We're to at, remember. Today is episode 58, you know? So if you want, go back and listen to those episodes and you can hear how primitive our thought process was on who's getting in and who's getting out. But um, for being um, a handful of rink rats from the greater Grand Rapids area, I think we did a pretty good job. Maybe Jim Rome will be calling us on his show to talk a little about hockey. I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. So next week, what we're going to do, although the playoffs, by the time we record, we record on Wednesday night. So by the time we record, we'll already have two nights of hockey in, and we'll be in on our third night of playoff hockey. What we're going to do is um, go around the table, and um, Jay had suggested maybe doing like our top four picks, so uh, two on each side of the bracket. And then maybe while we do that, we should pick who's going to win it all. And then uh, we can just kind of have a little funsies with that, like we did last year, uh, seeing who got the the most correct. Um, I guess we could get a point per team or whatever being in the final four, and then you get a bonus 10 points for picking the Stanley Cup winner, which is likely going to be Tampa anyway. Don't give <laughs> that me that. I don't know. Don't give me that wrap it up finger. No, I was yawning. I was trying to get you to keep talking. So no, that... I I thought the awkward silence was, was great. I thought you were telling me to wrap it up. I was no, like, I was yawning. I think Sorry. this is the best show we've had in a long time. This is definitely the best show in the past two weeks. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will agree on that. Oh, I just spilled beer everywhere. Oh my gosh, no drinking and podcasting. Um, okay. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Do we have any more sponsors? Anything to to add before we put the closing remarks on it? Nope. Other than I heard the best sound of spring that I have not heard in probably six months today. Was that Joe Biden calling Gary Batman Gary Batman from the beginning of the show? Because I thought that was pretty good. That'd be a close second. Maybe third. (laughs) Third? Hell, you could even be fourth, Ricky. I was high and I said that. uh, Neighbor was mowing their lawn today. So I was like, finally, it's spring. I mowed my lawn last Saturday. <laughs> well, you had people over, but I mean, I had, to, tr- I had to trim the high grass. I'm not bragging. I, well, I, I mean, I, I got a new lawnmower, so. <laughs> riding lawnmower? No, I can't afford a riding lawnmower. <laughs> I'd love to see you in a riding lawnmower with your chopped up heaven. yard. Oh my gosh. With my what? <laughs> with your piece of heaven. It's not quite big <laughs> enough. It's kind of big enough, but really it's not. It's the, kind of like your stepdad with his riding lawnmower. It's like, dude, you don't really need a riding lawnmower for that. For that lawn, he needs it. That backyard. The backyard, I guess. Yeah, okay. that's yeah, big. That my, big. Now, my front and side yard would be fine for a rider. Yeah, you'd be going in circles in your backyard. In the backyard, it would be so hard. We've got the two small sheds and then all the landscaping back there, like in a big concrete slab. Oh, my gosh. 
Why don't you just hire a lawn service? It costs money, and I probably save in the long run with having a little push mower. And I mean, it it is you know self propelled, so that's my oh, little look slice at you of heaven. The big bucks. I know it. I was like when I bought that two stage snowblower finally Man. after being here for I don't know six seven years and basically shoveling. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of it. Fun Finally. show. Fun show. Thanks for stopping by. Tune in next week as we break down the Stanley Cup picks and bring you another barn burner. We'll see you at the rink. Welcome to the show. It's called Chirpin', yo. And chirping's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'll be chirping too. So I started this show with my good friend and my crazy ass cousin. So we get on these mics and we chirp all night, cause we're chirping to you. So pull up a chair. Grab a broom 